0: Welcome to the Michael Crane.live podcast show. In today's show, we're going to be joined by the young entrepreneurs in the One to a Million project. They will be talking about their thoughts and dreams of going into business and developing their skills in leadership and negotiation and financial management as they start the journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the One to a Million podcast. If you've been listening to previous episodes, you'll realize from my voice that this is not the same as episodes have come before. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, then welcome. My name is Karen Ince, and I am an associate of Michael Crane, whose podcast this is. So why am I in the hosting chair? Today, we have a really special event for you because in our guest chair, we have none other than Michael himself. So, welcome, Michael, to your own podcast. And for the benefit of our listeners, I'm just going to introduce you. My guest on his own show today is Michael Crane, entrepreneur, businessman, successful founder of several businesses, been in business for over 20 years, has a lot of wisdom to share. And he's created this podcast as one way of sharing some of his knowledge and his expertise with other entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. So welcome, Michael.
1: Thank you, Karen, for such an eloquent introduction today.
0: So let's just recap. One to a Million. What's this podcast
1: all about? It started in late 2020, when I happened to be taking my son and his friends to home. I was in the driving seat and my son said to his friend, so where have you been on holiday? And his friend said, we've been to Italy looking at homes. And my son asked him, what do you mean? But you live in the UK. And he said, yes, I want to buy my mum a home in her hometown. And this kind of got my mind thinking because he knew what he wanted, but he didn't know how he was going to get a home for his mum. And that's how the one to a million project came along, because I think I've got the how. So the challenge of the one to a million project for me, for them, is to create a business that's generating a million pound by the time my son and his friend reach 20 years of age. At that point, I would like to think that their money can work hard for them so they don't have to spend the next 40 years earning money the hard way. And I think that's like a lot of us. We've all gone the long way around. Me too, by the way. I think I can get there quicker now. And that is why I set up the One to a Million Project and created this podcast.
0: That's really impressive, Michael. And I think there are a lot of people, they like the idea of being a millionaire. There's something about that word. It's like, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 20, 30, 35, whatever it is. People like to put an age on there. If there was one specific thing above everything else, that the key to becoming a millionaire, what would you say that
1: is? I think that's to understand the power of compound returns. So you put your money in and over time that money compounds, just like our time at school. You study, you work, you put the revision in and that keeps paying.
0: So. Are you saying that you invest money into a business because even if you're bootstrapping a business, it's going to take some money and then you don't take that money back out again? Or are you saying you take it out and put it somewhere else?
1: No, what I'm actually saying is work hard to make your first bit of money. Some people are fortunate enough to have money from mum and dad. I didn't. I worked really hard for my first bit of money. And until I realized that I was spending too much each month, did I come to realize that I need to put my money into a vehicle, into a place, not the bank, by the way, into a a stock market trade, for example. And that is where your money starts. Starts working for you. It's similar to a pension, Karen. A pension, you put a small monthly fee in every single month from your paycheck. And by the time you reach a retirement age, your pension is big enough because it's had enough time to compound to make significant money, hopefully that you don't need to worry about working in your retirement. And if only I knew that, and to be honest, if only my mum and dad knew that from a very young age. But here's the thing. I don't think you're ever too old to start putting your money down. One of my great mentors, Jim Rohn, who isn't around at the moment, He's not the only one, mind you. He says, from a very young age, put 10% of your salary, your income away, and let it compound over time. So, in answer to your question, be wise with it, build it, let it compound, and place it in the right place that's going to do that for you. My
0: father had a saying, which was spend a little, save a little give a little. And he didn't have a lot of wisdom in the world to share with me, but that was one of his nuggets. And I'm interested that you say it's never too late, because this show is primarily aimed at young entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. But of course, it doesn't matter what age somebody starts, they can still benefit from picking up hints and tips along the way. So tell us a little bit about how you started whether you think is there a right way to start a business
1: There's definitely a right way and the right way is to start because at the starting point we're all quite naive we don't know what's involved but one way will lead to another way and another path will lead To another path. For me, I became a millionaire from my bedroom. I had not much skill or wisdom or talent right there. I'm not playing myself down, but what I did have was great routines and a pure belief that if I put my mind to it, I can achieve exactly what I set out to. And that was to, but it's not all about money. It's not all about wealth. It's about the freedom to do the things that make you really excited. I speak about a lot, actually, about something I do in my daily routine right now that really means a lot to me. Every day, about 11 o'clock, I meet my mum at the local gym. And we sit there having a chat and a flat white with blue top milk. And, you know, it's about those relationships you build. I feel really fortunate that I'm, a, I'm, I'm available. I'm, I'm able to make those choices right now because we're all getting older. I don't know how long my mum's got left. Don't know how long I've got left. But to spend quality time with loved ones is so, so important. I would say more important than what's in your bank balance. Because money doesn't necessarily always make you happy, but the choices it gives you does. So I started from my bedroom over, like you say, Karen, 20 years ago. A long time, a long time to make some really costly mistakes, and I've made them, but I've also made some great successes that I'm reaping the benefits of right now. So the moral of the story is to the young entrepreneurs on the One to a Million project, I'm going to show you how to let your money work hard for you so you don't need to later on.
0: And I think it's really inspiring to hear that you started from your bedroom, because I've heard people say, "Oh, I'd love to start a business, but you know, I don't have enough money to rent an office." And I'm like, well, <laughs> then don't rent one." <laughs> um, and I think and, and the other thing that you that came out of your story was determination, and I think determination is one of the key attributes of an entrepreneur, you it's because it's not plain sailing, even with the help of podcasts like this and a lot of the information that's available today that wasn't available 20 years ago, there are going to still be times when it's not straightforward. So we do need to have determination to see us through those times. So at what point do you start calling yourself <laughs> a millionaire is it when you have a million pounds sitting around in a bank account somewhere is it when your income reaches a certain level per month or per year because i think a lot of people they encapsulate a dream by saying i want to be a millionaire and it's not necessarily clear to them what that actually looks like and until we know more about what it looks like it's really hard to shoot for that goal so tell us a little bit more about how to define what a millionaire is
1: well that's a great question to be honest you know starting from a a very young boy my mum and dad said to me money is the root of all evil but let me tell you no money is a lot worse but in saying that I think The measurement of success, one defining point of that or part of that is money. How much money do you have? And that's a simple measurement. But one I don't like because you need to make sure your assets are being swept. So I do hope from a millionaire's perspective, and it's not all about money, by the way, is to not have a million pound in the bank, but let your million pound work hard for you in other ways. Two of my best asset classes for this is trading on the US market and investing in property. One a little bit safer than the other bricks and mortar that gives me a current revenue every month of every year for as long as the building is up and it's insured against. And if you have the insurance, it ain't going to burn down because you insure yourself against that risk. A little bit of a more riskier route, and I love it by the way, is to invest in companies on the market. And I don't mean a bit like horse racing. Pick a company, put your money on the, on the horse and let it run. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying let's be quite targeted on who we are investing in. For example, I do an awful lot of research on what groups in the, in the market is really doing well. And surprisingly, right now, Energy Coal is doing really great right now. One of the groups that was doing really well uh, about six months ago was auto manufacturers. Tesla, for example. Everyone knows Tesla and everyone knows the Elon Musk story, or most of us do, he wants to go to Mars, by the way, because he, that's the only second option he's got. And that's interesting because what I hear, he came from nothing, he made it on PayPal, and now this gentleman wants to go to Mars to live. But certainly be choosy, do your research, don't put money places where it might be at risk. And if it is at risk, have some risk management. Strategies don't invest too much. If the stock goes down, make sure there's a point which where you get out. So that's what I think. Measurement is Karen with regard to wealth creation.
0: So what you're saying is that you measure your wealth by your assets rather than your income. Indeed, I think that's really interesting, and I think that's a really good point for listeners to take on board that as they're aspiring to this, to this goal, whatever it goal is, and these days probably there's more people going for billionaire status as well. But what you're looking at is not necessarily having a, a six-figure income, seven-figure income, whatever it is. It's having diverse streams of income and some assets like bricks and mortar that accrue value in themselves as well.
1: I think that's the key, is to allow your assets to create a recurring revenue stream for you. But coming from nothing, I mean, no money, loving family, typically it's not easy. Because no money makes no money. Once you have a pot, the skill then is to increase compound that interest to become wealthy. So this is all part and parcel of the one to a million project. There's many youth. Well, most of youth, actually, they don't have a large pot of money. So the one to a million project is to educate, give them the skills to understand how they make the money first Not by sweating 12 hours a day, mind you, because in my time, that's what I did. I won't do that again because you can make more money for doing less time. So trade your skill and knowledge and talent for money, not your time, is my tip in this particular category.
0: Yeah. And I think it's really important to understand that even the biggest businesses started really small. Marks and Spencer started as a market stall. <laughs> you know, like every business started somewhere. And you can build a successful businesses from, from nothing. Or, you know, for, for our younger listeners, maybe you have to go and get a Saturday job for a few weeks or a few months to build up enough capital to buy some stock to sell for yourself and start making your money that way. So sometimes you do have to have a job working for somebody else, but it's a short-lived phase in the process. So talking about the young entrepreneurs, where is the One to a Million project right now?
1: Well, it's a really interesting question. One of the young entrepreneurs has dropped out. My son has lost motivation. If we refer to the young man that dropped out and ask ourselves why, I think one of the reasons why he couldn't see success coming quick enough and he stopped. And I think that's like so many other people right now we want everything right now success money achievement that gold medal right now but if we compare running a business and being successful in business to track and field think about people like mo farah kelly holmes They did not stand on the top of that podium with their double gold medal by just turning up the week before or the year before, thinking that that is all they needed to do. One of my favorite quotes of all time is from Mike Tyson, the heavyweight boxer. And he was in a room talking to some reporters And one reporter shouted out to him. He said, "Uh, Mike, can you tell me, how are you so confident that you're going to knock this guy out? And he stopped and he paused and he stood up, actually. And he said, I tell you why, because at 4.30 this morning, when I was running the streets and pounding the streets, sweating my back, my competitor was still in bed. And I think that sets true champions apart from just everyday people. You see the other thing, we mentioned my, my son's friend. Now let's talk about my son. I actually think he's going to be highly successful, by the way, because I think he has the attributes and the attitude to make a difference. He understands this stuff. So the question is, why has he stopped? Well, a number of reasons, really. He's studying for his GCSEs right now, one reason. And, you you know, father and son in an office talking, sharing, doesn't really agree with everything I say, but that's like most of our listeners when they're talking to their children. So I work and I want to build the team. I want to build that team up. And I said to him a couple of weeks ago, I said, Finn, when I get a team, will you join back in? He's gone, Dad, I will be there straight away. So my son realizes the importance of going with a team. And you see, that's why we're having this podcast today. Our young entrepreneurs stopped. With my tenacity and my consistency and my perseverance, I'm not stopping. I'm just finding a new, better way to keep the project alive. Because if only someone when I was 14 offered an opportunity like this, I would have grabbed it with both hands. Because let me tell you, there's a short way and a hard way. I went the hard way round. And I went the hard way round primarily because 20 years ago, when I was looking for advice and a guide to how to do this, all I found was very much conflicting information. So I just got a catalogue, and one bright Monday morning, packed up my job, put the catalogue under my arm, and I just went knocking on doors. And I think I'm being quite harsh to you when I said a little while ago that I wasn't that talented. I wasn't that skillful, but I am now. My very first day when I knocked on the door with a catalogue under my arm, feels like it was only yesterday. I remember it. I knocked on the door. The person came to the door, took one look at me and slammed the door in my face. What was I to do, give up or just knock on the next door? And I'm pleased to say, all these years later, I still knock on the door, but in a different way, a better way. And I think I can help others do the same. Go the quick way. You don't want to go the long way. And I've got so many strategies, information, that I'm beginning to share it on my projects right now.
0: So I think this is really important, Michael, that some people have a huge determination. They, and they may have a vision of exactly what they want to do. Or they may have a vision of what they want to achieve, but they don't actually know what the vehicle is going to be. So some people are really clear, for example, they they want to get into uh, creating computer programs or they want to get into creating art or that they have a specific path. Other people just know that they want to get into business and they want a particular lifestyle to come out of that. Like you were talking about earlier, the freedom the choice, the ability to meet your mum every day at 11 o'clock or whatever it is, it'll be different for each person. And what most people are lacking, I think, are two things. One is the how. It's like, well, I have this idea and I think it's great, but I don't know how to do it. (laughs) And then the other thing is that some people, lack the determination they lack resilience the first hurdle comes along and we all have them and they fall and they go oh this is too difficult this is not for me i'm not cut out for this i'm not good enough and they start self blaming and i think that that's a really easy trap to fall into as well so i think it's it's fabulous that you're offering this opportunity for people to get the how to understand the lessons. And I think the resilience you're saying, you're not stopping. You're not stopping this project just because it hit the first hurdle. You're not stopping the project, you're carrying on. And it's that resilience that's so important. So if we have listeners now who are thinking, ah, so this This just sounds like what I need. I'd like to get involved in the project. Is there a way that listeners can get involved in this?
1: Yeah, there is. Just send me a quick email, michael at michaelcrane.live and tell me why you want to join this project. I would say, Karen, that it's a passion of mine to help people achieve what they want and I really do hope that' it's coming out in my, my voice as we're on this podcast today but I am setting myself a huge challenge to failure and therefore I'm not offering it to hundreds of people. I'm going to be quite specific in who I'm going to let join because any team Wants a variety of people, a leader, an integrator. If you want to read a great book, um, Rocket Fuel by Gino Wickman talks about the integrator. All business needs numbers people. All business needs a salesperson. I think all people, all companies, sorry, need a... Pastoral community person, keeping everyone together. You know, I went to my son's sixth form open evening um, two weeks ago, and I started talking to a very smart young man, obviously a member of the school, and he was not a teacher. He was, he called himself a pastoral ambassador looking out for the well-being of the schoolchildren. And I, I, I love that idea because we need that person who is supporting us in those times of need. Sometimes you can't go to loved ones for whatever reason. You don't really want to go and speak to a friend because you feel a bit embarrassed or intimidated. But just to have a a voice or a ear for you about a particular thing that's troubling you is so critical, so important in this day and age. So there will be a member like that in the One to a Million project. There will be a marketing person because I'm a firm believer that you will never get all the skill from one person or knowledge from one person, but collectively you do. So in the One to a Million project, it's about creating the skill set, the education. For example, leadership, communication in good and bad times, forecasting, That's what they're going to learn. That's what I did. That's what I didn't have a clue about. But I do now. And that knowledge, skill, education, I'm giving freely to help the young entrepreneurs become successful. Because I don't think money turns up just overnight. And by the way, nor does education. So let's educate first. Let's give the skill and the education and build on the talent because once you have those elements in life, the money will come. 100%. So if I can give the skills to the young entrepreneurs that I've just outlined there, I think irrespective of them reaching a million, which I think they will, by the way, I've done a great job.
0: Yeah, I think it will be an excellent opportunity for people to get the the grounding and reach their million, maybe in the next four years, maybe a little bit longer for some of them. But I think I'm interested as well that you're, you're identifying some of the key roles within a team. And I'm thinking for, for younger listeners who are thinking, well, I'd really like to get into this project, but I don't have any of these skills yet. I'm assuming what you're talking about is taking something that is uh, currently maybe an interest or uh, an aptitude. So we all know that numbers people and marketing people have very different characteristic, very different attributes. I'm picking those two because they're quite obviously different. So would they need to already have some idea of where they might be headed? Or is that something you're going to be developing with them?
1: To be honest, we're talking about 14, 15 year old young adults. I know when I was 14, I didn't have a clue. My careers advisor at school Gave me one 20 minute session in the latter years of my schooling. So, you know, they don't need to have an idea of what they want to do, to be honest, but they do need to have a zest for developing and learning. Because here is the thing I, in my businesses right now, I recruit the attitude, and I train the skill. And that's really quite important. If you have the right attitude, you will always gain the skill from the right mentor, the right teacher, the right coach, whatever you want to say. You know, I've read Sir Alex Ferguson's autobiography, A Champion When It Comes to Leading Teams. He was the manager of Manchester United Football Club premiership team for people that don't know in the UK. Sir Johnny Wilkinson, England captain, World Cup winner, asked Sir Alex, how many underperforming players have you ever turned around in your career, Sir Alex? Sir Alex paused and he said, zero. And the moral of this story is that if you don't have the attitude, you can't train the skill. So the young entrepreneurs, they need to come with a zest and energy to learn, develop, to come on a path with me, a way, a road, whatever you want to call it, and consume the material and learn the lessons.
0: So that brings me on to another question. You've mentioned education several times. You've talked about having a a business education, in effect, learning the skills, learning the business knowledge. Do you think that's more important than going to school?
1: No, I think school has a place, definitely. And it's a great place to start to To understand what it is that you want to do. And although, if you research millionaires, billionaires before, there are a number of examples of people that didn't complete college or university and they went on to huge success. But from the research that I read, there is a tie in between higher education and wealth creation.
0: So you wouldn't be suggesting, for example, to your son or to other young entrepreneurs to leave school at 16 and set up their first business rather than stay on and pursue further and higher education.
1: No, definitely not. I think there's a great place to develop and continue learning. And by the way, Young children today can't leave school at 16. I could leave school at 16 when I was younger, but they have to stay on to A-levels or apprenticeships now. So the earliest time they can come out is when they're 18. What I am suggesting is some of the skills that they, I will be teaching them are not taught in school. And I openly talk about this financial management, wealth creation, the art of sales negotiation, by the way. Most people really do not like the word sales. And it fascinates me why they don't like sales. When we all need to do it, we all need to get good at it. And we all need to realize that to get that next high paying powered job, you need to sell yourself into the job because there might be 20 or 30 or even in some cases, 100 other applicants. So the question to you is, or to me is, how can I set myself apart from all the other people? How can I create a product that is innovative, created that people are going to buy? That is what they will be learning on the One to a Million project, how to stand up in front of an audience and pitch, how to communicate, how to lead with empathy, with self-awareness, with audience, people awareness, how to say the right words, and more importantly, how to stop and listen and be engaged. And being in the room, because I think people like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a well-known saying, isn't it? People buy from people. And I know for myself, I hate being sold to. They hate the idea that, you know, it happens to me too much on LinkedIn. People connect, and the first thing they do is pitch you for something that you're not even interested in. In fact, recently, somebody pitched me with a service that I offer to my clients. And I just laugh. And (laughs) But it's that thing about you're, you're so right that we need to listen, we need to engage, we need to be present with the people we want to do business with. So we're coming towards the end of our podcast episode. If you had one thing that you could change about the way that you started in business, going back, you had a magic wand, what would be the one thing that you would give that younger self?
1: Finance management, wealth management. When I first started out, it seemed that I was spending too freely. I wasn't putting enough money away. And if I go back to when I was 14, 15, my tip for fellow entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, and anyone else who is listening to this podcast is this. Put 10% of your salary away each month and let it compound. And by the time you reach 50, 60, 70, that's when you need it most. And if you use the right vehicles, that's how you should do it. So that's my advice. Compound your money to let it start working hard for you so you don't need to in later years.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, Michael. And I'm sure that there are many people listening to this podcast who either want to get directly involved and they'll be emailing you. Just remind them of the email address to contact you. It's
1: a really simple one, Karen. Michael at michaelcrane.live. If you forget the email, go on to the website, leave a comment and I'll be in touch there.
0: There'll be other people listening who don't want to maybe be part of the project but are fascinated by the tips, the information, the sheer wealth of business know-how that you have to share. So hopefully they will be Subscribing and following the podcast. There may be some people who thinking, I'm not, I don't fall into the bracket of young entrepreneur, but I'm ready to start my own business. I'm just not sure what I want to do. And I think I believe you have a what that you can also offer to potential entrepreneurs. Do you want to just give us a quick couple of sentences and a link on? that opportunity for people.
1: I've been in business, like I say, 20 years. I started and still in business supplies. People ask me why business supplies, Michael. I simply tell them because it runs out. We all need the pen. We all need the chair to sit comfortably on. We all need a desk. They're the products I supply. It's taken me 20 years to create An efficient system that handles all the noise in the background logistically. Negotiation from product perspective, so price. So, so, so much more. What I've done, I've bundled it all together. For one small monthly fee, they can have all the processes to build their very own business. If you want to learn more, log on to www.teameasycrane.co.uk to find out more about how you too can build your business with a really firm foundation that's. Taken me 20 years, it won't take you that long because I've done the work for you.
0: And I believe that in along with that, along with all the systems and the processes and the products, you also offer a whole suite of training and support.
1: Yeah, that's right, Karen. I've created a training program that shows you how to build your business. You can watch it Netflix style. So you log on and view it at your leisure and you'll have the chance to go back and watch the lessons that really are specific to you right now. For example, where do I see how much money I'm making? I bet that's one of the most important things that people want to know. I've put this work in. Give me a dashboard right in front of me that I can see. So it's all in there. You log in when you want and watch the program and just build your business. But for, for the people that don't know if this is right for them, I've also created a quick start guide that I'm guaranteeing you, you can start your business within 24 hours. I think it's unique.
0: There you go. Amazing. So business in a box for uh, entrepreneurs who are ready to start a business not yet sure what the business is going to be. A fantastic podcast ongoing from now on the 1 to a million providing amazing opportunities, knowledge, information, business education for entrepreneurs who are starting their business and do know what they want their business to be and an opportunity for some young aspiring entrepreneurs to get on the team and be part of this project. So, Michael, I can't believe how much you're offering back to the entrepreneur community. And on behalf of entrepreneurs everywhere, I'd just like to say thank you. Thank you for sharing your hard-won knowledge with the rest
1: of us. Thank you, Karen.
0: And I wish you all the best. I'm looking forward to following the One to a Million Project from the sidelines and watching its success. Today's show has been sponsored by www.teameasycrane.co.uk.
1: We help you build your business and grow recurring profits. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button.
0: Thank you for listening to the young entrepreneurs as they build their business for financial independence. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify so you never miss an episode and hear more about the stars of the show as they build their business to one million pounds by the time they turn 20 years of age.